Cynthia is here and welcome to another beautiful episode in the studio. Today's rather a very, very interesting day. I've got a guy who always called one of my favorite <laughs> designers um, is in the studio. Today is uh, more about talking positivity, more about talking about our life experiences. And um, I'm super honored. I, I literally I was just popped in this and so happy and honored to be doing this. It's a big deal to um to be one of the discussant today. And of course Michelle is in the studio. Hi Michelle, how are you Hello. doing? I'm good, thank you. Michelle Vacan is from the Youth Justice Service in the um in Bradford. And I'm so happy you're in the studio today. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having us again. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi Gucci, how are you? I'm alright, thank you very much. I like that. <laughs> so just so you know, PSA, this is his first time talking on radio. And how do you feel? Kind of nervous. <laughs> Don't be. Um, so, in the studio today, um, we're going to talk about the knife um, crime. The knife in jail, of course, is still in Bradford. Just in case you've not seen it, it's just by the city center. You definitely have to see it. It's a 27 foot tall knife in jail, and it has decided to visit us in Bradford, and we're so happy about it. And um, in the studio today, we will be chatting about surviving, um, surviving the life in the United Kingdom, surviving the UK, and life after um, maybe something wrong has happened to you, life how to over- overcome it, and what to do after. And I'm so happy that Gucci's in the studio to share with us. How are you doing? All right, I'm all right. <laughs> so tell us about you, your background. Start school. I started school quite young. I was in school from early and then, mm. and then I. Okay, so what about, um, I guess, secondary school wise? How did secondary school go for you? Yeah, second. I went to quite a few secondary schools. I was like, I, I, I was, I was a kid that used to mess about a bit. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, mm. just used to not get into fights, but just like mess about and stuff like that. And I got kicked out of quite a few schools, and then got different different schools I went in. Mm. Share your best experience with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> put me on a bit. Of... <laughs> Putting me on the spot now. Do you know what I, can, I don't think I can I don't think I can think of something for that to be honest. So I just uh, but so um at school, um so you mentioned you've been through quite a few schools, um, Gucci. So what um how did that feel for you? Did you feel like you were sort of um mixing with different friendship groups a lot or did you keep the same friends? Yeah, I made like a lot of new new friends in different different schools so um I was happy about that as well. Like I was meeting new people, different schools, but it was messing my education up a bit. But mm, obviously, um, at the end, I did do my GCSEs and stuff. I did get some qualifications. Um, I did get like a space in college. Oh, 
What did you do at college? Uh, I was doing a lot of plumbing course. Uh, ah, yeah. that's one thing really I really want. Like every time something happens, I'm telling myself, how come I don't know anything about this? Like <laughs> it's so frustrating. But the good thing is that we have YouTube. I always try yeah. to go to YouTube to work. So did you enjoy the plumbing? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I was really taking my English as well because I didn't get too good in English, but mm. I've done that and I passed my college course. And then okay, good. So what about life at home? How's that? How's your family and stuff? You, do you have a big family, a small family? Yeah, I'd... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, what about um, life out of school then? How was that for you? Yeah, it was good. I used to be used to go to the gym. I used to work as well. What gym? Oh, okay. Oh, gym. Oh, because that was Gym? Wow, that's good. That's a good place. <laughs> yeah, I used to love going to the gym. and. Amazing. Yeah. Just getting rid of the old stresses that way. And yeah. Working out and stuff. Mm. Okay, cool. So, I guess, obviously, the whole point of this podcast is around knife crime and unfortunately you've had a couple of experiences um, yeah. involving knife crime um the first one was involving yourself um do you want to just tell us a little bit about what happened oh so one day as i was saying like i used to go to the gym like quite a lot i used to do plumbing as well in college so i was taking on like this job with my dad and we was working and stuff forever obviously you know when you be like working with tools and stuff you be you be you be working with them you, you don't you don't you don't class them as weapons so uh obviously i i was just working with my dad once and then one of my one of my mate at the time rang me he goes he goes come we'll go to the gym and obviously i was i i said it's my dad love coming to go to the gym for a bit he goes yeah that's fine and that so obviously i've got my stuff ready and I didn't think that I put the knife in my pocket after I've done it. Obviously, as I was walking towards the gym now, I realised, oh, I've, I've got the knife in my, in my, in my pocket. So, uh, obviously, when, you, when you're working with, like, tools and stuff, you don't, as I said, you don't really think of them as weapons. I just thought, look, I just put it away when I get home. So, we was walking into town and... Um, I was just rolling up a cigarette and um, got approached by some people and we just had a bit of an argument. So that was slowly, slowly escalating and that and just... Yeah, it just led into a bit more. It just an argument led into a bit of a fight. Next thing you know, we were both throwing hands at each other. We started throwing hands at each other. I was I thought, look, I need to go from here. So obviously I was about to go. Looked back, see my friend in a in a, in a chokehold. Obviously when when you when you when you're in a fire and you, you, you all you see is just you just you just don't think straight, you just be running to flat fire and stuff. So obviously I see my mate and I've seen him getting choked and stuff. Obviously, the only thing that came into my mind was like basically trying to trying to save him, trying to protect him. So now, as I pull, I, I pulled this knife out to like try like send him basically, I like, try scaring. 
I don't know what happened. And if you've got like something like that, if you've got something like that on you, stop. just you don't even know what you've done. It's 30 seconds, less than 30 seconds, 10 seconds, all it takes. And next thing I know, I, I thought I thought I'd just kill someone. Yeah, and obviously that is a bit. Very, very. Really I like what you said that um, it's escalating. Is it possible for is it possible for you to have an argument, um, Michelle? I'm asking mm-hmm. you. Is it possible for you to have an argument and be able to control? Because you said ten seconds, ten to thirty seconds, and this happened. Is it possible for you to have an argument and try to hold yourself not to escalate it to getting very dangerous? Like, what do you what what's your advice for people? Like, cause I'm thinking, he saw his friend getting choked. Yeah. Of course, if someone who is close to you, you don't want them to die. You're just very scared. Is he okay? Because I mean, I'm listening to him now. I'm thinking to myself, I'll do the same. But what where where do you draw the the line to say I don't want to I don't want to put myself in danger. I don't want to do anything dangerous for my family. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's an interesting point. And I think it comes back down to this is the message behind the knife danger, isn't it? The message behind anti-violence month in Bradford. We, we're trying to promote uh, young people not to carry knives. Uh, the main reason is because it's actually against the law for anyone under 18 to have a knife in the community um, or at home. Um, but also, it's, it's, it's about having, you know, if that knife's there, the opportunity's there, isn't it, to, to use it. And, you know, like in Gucci's story, the knife was actually, you know, on his, on his person, but not, not planned to be used for that, for that basis. It was, it was actually planned to be used, you know, in a work environment. But as we know, knives are used in work environments. They are, um, you know, they're in everyone's cutlery jar at home. They're, they're actively available. So taking them out into the community just puts, you know, puts yourself at risk and also people that are, you know, there at risk. I think in terms of that sort of, you know, um, recognizing your triggers is really important. You know, if you feel yourself getting angry or you feel yourself, I'm you taking know, that recognizing, yeah, recognizing your, tri- your triggers. Your triggers. <laughs> I guess the work we do in the justice service, not necessarily just with knife crime, but just emotional regulation work or you know avoiding violence work we would be saying to people you know if you can feel yourself getting angry or you can feel yourself getting triggered then these are the things that you need to do but ultimately that's a very personal journey for somebody it's a very personal reaction because some people get wound up quickly some people don't um you know Gucci's seen his friend in a you know in a in a chokehold and you know has, has feared for his potential own life for his friend's life but ultimately you know as we'll come on to shortly I'm sure you know the the response of, of, of what happened, you know, really should have been very different and would have been very different if if Gucci hadn't have had the knife in his pocket already. True, I totally agree. Do you think it would have been different? Yeah, hundred percent. If I if I didn't have that knife in that in that first place, none of probably only the start would have happened. Probably it could have been a little fight. It would, we would have ended it at somewhere like that. You could probably would have even squashed it after. Do you know what I mean? But. Just having a knife on you, just it's not worth it. You can one thing leads to another, and just say even if you get into a bit of a like, argument, a bit into a fight, no one knows their own like boundaries until you know what I mean. No one knows what they're gonna do with someone like that. Sure, sure. 
Now let's talk about after that happened, because I mean, at the end of the day, with with things like that, always comes a consequence. Um, the consequences. Now uh, you got napped and um, by the police. Yeah. Uh, tell us, tell us about the journey, like. Usually, uh, I'm just, uh, when this happened, obviously I, I was still in shock. I just thought, literally, I literally thought I've just killed killed someone. I've never seen that much blood in my life. It was just it was just squirting everywhere. I was I was bloody off. And um obviously I I, I didn't want to tell anyone like what happened. So I didn't didn't want anyone to know, you get me. So I've gone home done what I had to do and stuff and just uh then that night police police came to my house. They arrested me, they arrested my dad. Mm, they put the the charge on me was attempted murder to charge me with. And um I was remanded straight away. I, I didn't get no bail, I didn't get anything, I got straight straight into custody. And, uh, I was in prison and For how many? How long? Uh, I was, did about five months, six months on remand. Just come out on bail. Yeah, but it's not it's not a place to be like I'm going to come back to you on that one. Um mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you, Michelle. Yeah. Now, um what's the sentence like um for people of course obviously under the age of eighteen and for people over eighteen? Yeah, well it it very much depends on, on the circumstances. Um, okay. you know, and I think it would be unfair to sort of say, you know, this offence should receive this because uh, as we know, um we're still awaiting sentence on this particular offence. Um, you know, Gucci was remanded, um, you know, deemed a risk to uh, risk in the public, um risk to the public, um, in the community. So he was remanded, um and remanded until awaiting sentence, but um actually having uh, served some period of time was able to come back out into the community but is still you know stringent to um sorry stuck to stringent uh, bail um conditions still so he's still remaining remaining uh sorry uh, awaiting sentence um so yeah i mean under 18s will you know and as to your original question under 18s will receive a lesser sentence uh, ultimately until you're 18 you know you, you are a child um however that said, um, you know, it's, if you you know attempt murder or a murder offence, you could you could particularly look in at a lengthy sentence. Um, looking at life so sentences, yeah, it? potentially. Yeah. Um, it just you know it just does depend on the circumstances and any mitigating circumstances on each case. It's you know that will be down to the sentencing judge, but um, yeah. Gucci, um, this is a very powerful, very powerful podcast, and I'm so excited that you're opening up about this because I know that loads of people would never want to do this. I mean, it takes so much God to even be talking to us about this. Let's talk about your five, five to six months. Yeah. What was the experience like for you? I don't think prison's a place for anyone to be. Like, it's, it's not nice. It's just one step underneath. Basically, it's just a step above death. I think it's on the same kind of thing. Obviously, you don't get to see your family. You don't. You don't get anything. You don't get to eat the food that you want. You can't go anywhere you want. You're only allowed out at like about 30 minutes, 40 minutes in the day. It's, it's not a good place for that, especially a young person to be. Like, 
know a lot of people that like carry nice and stuff like that and it's just it's not it's, it's not the not the way to live it you get me it's just gonna end up you going to jail jail it's different like place in there it's like fighting every day every day you see someone getting stopped every wow. day you see like yeah it's just it's not getting a place stopped. yeah every day you see stuff like that it's like it's not a place I don't think people can go there to rehabilitate you get me it's like it's, it's, I don't know I don't know you said you wrote a diary <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a very good one. <laughs> when I was there, yeah, yeah, because at the start um, they put me into um, RS restricted status. I was basically restricted from everything because they didn't know if I was going to be on a murder case or they didn't they didn't know if the guy was going to survive or not. But hopefully, thank God, didn't it, that he, he did in it and he survived. Uh, and that, but I was still in like restricted when I was restricted. That I, I was on 23 hour bang up. I was only like allowed out for for an hour in the day for 30 minutes for a shower, 30 minutes on yard. It wasn't nothing else. It's in two weeks, I was just I started writing a diary. I never Why thought. Did you get a book? Yeah. Where do you get a book and a pen? They, they they give you when you when you start when you start in oh. prison. They give you like stuff like. They give you like some towels, some like a couple of things to get to keep you going. You know what I mean? But obviously, like I've n- I never thought I'd try a diary in my life. I don't know. <laughs> mm. You have you have good potentials. <laughs> if you were thought to, I mean, I always say that when you're being pushed to the wall, the thing that comes to mind to do is what you're definitely born to do. So I think you should give that, like, you should definitely do it. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I'll think about that one. Now, what's that one experience? Uh, I, I, I really want to ask you, like, the one experience that you'll never forget in prison. Um, um, I, I got stabbed myself, like, a couple of times. Like. Wait, they just come up to you and stab you? No, I, okay. obviously you know in prison it's like even if you know somebody you've got beef with them a lot now if they've got beef with someone and you know them lot, you've basically got beef with them a lot as well they know you're friends with someone else you've got beef with them a lot as well it's always you're always always a watching our game you're always like looking over your shoulder do you know what I mean basically like, it's just it's, it's not a place to be in it but yeah and um, I was just, I just knew someone else that was in, from, that I knew from the outside. And um, he, we obviously had some altercations with some people that that we knew as well, that we didn't know, but we had, we had a bit of problems with as well. well not me personally, but, mm. uh, yeah, and, um, I, they they tried obviously about six seven of them ran into my cell one day obviously some of the guards there they they'd be a bit mm, dodgy as well do you know what I mean if some of the things if they know like some of the guards or some of, some of the guards do like some people like favors do you know what I mean 
and um, got let door open for myself. Next thing I know, obviously, I was just there in my pod, getting ready to pray on that, just all right. Next thing I know, see, see seven people running into your pad. Obviously, you don't, you don't know what to do because obviously you don't think if you should, like, start thinking, start grabbing somewhere, do you know what I mean? Like, you could do this. Yeah, but there is stuff that you can do in a, like, but it's not. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, and, yeah, they got me a couple of times about, Thirty times at all, had their knives and that, and they got me a couple of times. But obviously, I was by myself; I couldn't really do anything. Mm. So I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that you sustained quite a significant attack, actually, didn't you, in you, in yeah. your cell? And I think um, that is one of the reasons why you were released back into the community um, mm, to I await think. sentence due for your own safety as well. Um, I think that was a big reason why they gave me that this this bail as well. Like mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have got it if I didn't get stabbed about. Yeah. How did that feel for you, having had done to you what, um, obviously in different circumstances, but being stabbed yourself, having done what you'd done? How did that feel for you? I feel like I don't know. I feel like it is probably karma. Do you know what I mean? Like could have been that. Like I know how it feels as well. You get me. So us probably stab someone that's why it's probably happened to me as well like but who knows isn't it what have you learnt from this experience would you say <sighs> never carried anything <laughs> trust me it's like I'd never think it before if someone said it to me like I don't know like I just brush it off my shoulders you know what I mean because I never used to be one to carry like anything do you know what I mean but no people who did and I would tell them, like, look, this is this is what can happen, like, it's happened, trust me. Like, you won't even know it and it can just happen like that. Yeah, absolutely. So what does the future hold for you then? What do you hope to achieve? Hopefully, no, I'm just doing sentencing. Hopefully, if I don't go back to prison, man, I want to I wanna change, man, I want to I wanna do something with my life, like, properly. Maybe to go back to college, start working... I don't know, I just want to change my life around, innit? It's just not the, like, like, the way life should be, like, in prison, or jumping in and out of prison. It's, it's, not, it's not the way. Cool, cool. Thank you for sharing your experience. Um, this is, like I was saying, like, it takes so much God to come and talk about this. And I'm so excited from a first end that you're saying this because to be honest lots of young people don't know that there are consequences um around carrying a knife and um i mean you just shared your experience and how unfortunately that happened and whoa it's yeah. how quickly it can uh, things can escalate isn't it and yes. actually how much i guess for me and as eve justice service as a whole how quickly things can escalate but also the impact on everybody else and how many other people that, mm. you know, impacts. You've got your victim's family and also, you know, the perpetrator's family and um, anyone that witnesses, you know, the incident. And it's, you know, it's a huge, huge impact, which is, you know, the message we're trying to push forward as part of this Knife Angel project. Can I ask, how has this affected your family? Yeah, well, that's obviously 
Um, it's hard for a minute, like they they can't see mm. the, the, the sun, they can't see him. It's going from seeing him every day to seeing him basically once a week. And after that, for three months, they couldn't even hug me. For three months, I was behind a glass wall. They just looked. Yeah. Michelle, um, it's a good thing that um, social justice is holding everyone on the hand to say you can be you can be better. We we I mean there's a bigger future for you. Um, what? Oh yeah, we already spoke about what. What do you do right after um, they or people get out of prison? What What's the step like? Yeah, so I guess the the main the main sort of support that we will give young people um, would be about sort of that rehabilitation and that sort of uh, resettlement into the community. Um, you know, depending on how long someone's been in custody, or depend on how you know how much support they will need. I mean, in in circumstances like this, people are likely to have um, you know be removed from any educational um, you know um, placement or any potentially lost their job potentially sometimes disowned by family um so you know it just that level of support is very much a personalized package for that for that young person um but yeah we will just help them sort of reintegrate back into um you know into this into the community and hopefully give them um you know the skills and help them build their life re uh, back up and hopefully get them back into education guess it's all it's all about sort of building those desistance factors isn't it um you know uh building back relationships back up with family um encouraging education potentially employment employability skills um sometimes it's just as simple as basic skills like you know getting them their own um accommodation and um you know basic skills like that so we would put a you know package into place and support them but in terms of their offending we'd also be working with them to help address any offending behaviour so you know just ultimately to make sure that you know any violent behaviour or any knife carrying or whatever it is doesn't happen again um, because obviously that's that's our main you know focus I mean ultimately we're trying to protect the public and you know mm. supporting people not to commit any further offences so um, we do that in a, in a, in a package um, that is personal to the young person. Mm. Gucci thank you for um chatting with us today i was going to ask you the final question um would you i want you to encourage um young people not to move around with knives i mean considering your own experience yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't advise anyone like that if i ever seen anyone like i'd say it i'd tell them like if you want to go live that prison life go in prison and in and out of prison it's not the place, do you know what I mean? You go there, you, s you start getting, you start messing with your head, do you know what I mean? It's not a place to be for anyone, not just young person, like older people as well. It's, it's not a good place. Yeah, but I'd advise everyone, like, just stay away from that kind of stuff, man. It's, yeah, hopefully everyone I see and I do get to know, like, I know if they do carry even like people that I know in my own area and like my own community. Hopefully, they they take like thing from my story and that they they look at it as a positive. You get me and say, look, look what's happened to him. We don't want to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, look, I'm looking forward to your book. 
I'm also looking forward to having plumbing issues, and I'm going to call you Gucci. You're my friend. <laughs> my tap needs to be fixed. <laughs> Are you going to go back to plumbing or maybe another type of? Probably, hopefully, some like that, some along them kind of like lines. I don't know yet. I'm still yeah. still thinking in it, but I, I want to do something like that. Yeah, because there's like so much money in it. Yeah, absolutely. And you clearly, you know, taking that right path now will mm. lead you to that. You know, and you're yeah. on the right track. So well done. And um, I'm looking forward to going on Amazon and getting your books too. No, one day, one day. All right, thank you so much for coming to the studio. Oh. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, you're welcome. Any last words from you, Michelle? No, well, I guess it's just a stark reminder, isn't it, that things can change in a matter of seconds and, you know, uh, everything you do has consequences. Um, so, you know, if we just change one person's viewpoint or one people's person's actions today, then, you know, we've done a good job. Yeah, I'm so proud of you too. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> All right, that's um, the much we can take. We're going to have a recap um, about our last podcast in this um, when is Knife Angel leaving Bradford? So the Knife Angel uh, leaves tomorrow at around 2pm. So if anyone still wants to see the Knife Angel, they can make it down there right. before then. Yeah. We do have our leaving ceremony tomorrow at 11am. And the um, creator of the sculpture is actually going to be there and speaking for us. Um, mm. And that's a sculpture called Alfie Bradley. So he's going to be at Centenary Square at 11am tomorrow. So um, 11am Thursday, the 27th of April, find your way there. And of course, watch the <laughs> Knife and Joy Lee Bradford. Thank you so much. It's been an amazing experience hearing from you, Gucci. You. My name is Cynthia and thank you for listening.